Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your host, Robin Alexis. And as a mother who birthed two sets of twins and then buried one from each set, I am very familiar with the shock of experiencing loss. Loss can present itself in many ways. It can be the loss of a baby, person, beloved pet, health, career, and more. But we all have to learn how to deal with loss. So how do each of us in our own unique ways cope with loss? This show is an opportunity for our guests to share with us the experience of what they lost and how they coped through it. If you would like to be a guest on Sharing Love and Loss, please email me, your host, Robin Alexis, at spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. That's spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. And to feel more safe contacting me about your personal story of love and loss, please learn more about me, your host, Robin Alexis. Visit my website, robinalexis.com. We'll be right back. Crave freedom with joy in your life? Have you ever wished for a life of ease in your mind, body, and soul? Giving and receiving love, Joy Air is a certified emotion code and body code practitioner, and she's accepting new clients now. Call her at 360-582-6595 to find out more about her work and to schedule your appointment. Experience freedom with joy. Call her at 360-582-6595. 6595 now. She is amazing. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. Join Mystic Radio for Past Lives, People, and Pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW, 1150 AM. Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. My name is Mary Stevenson, and I am so pleased to guest host the show today on behalf of Robin. And if you would like to be a guest on this show, please send your short story of sharing love and loss to spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. That's spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. Today, I have an inspiring guest, Kathy Corley. Kathy shares her journey today with us, her journey of love and loss after becoming estranged from her two teenage daughters and coming back into a relationship 
a loving relationship for all of them four years later. Her story is a real testimony to a mother's love and commitment. So I'm very, very happy to welcome you, Kathy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And we're so glad that you're here to share your powerful story with the listeners. Thank you so much, Mary. I am really happy to be here. And I hope that my story and lessons along the way can help provide inspiration and some tools for others as well. The teenage years, as we know, can be very trying on relationships. And that period for me was no different, except in my case, I added the trauma of a divorce during an already tumultuous time of growing up. And ultimately, cutting ties with my daughters was the hardest and most painful thing I've ever done. As a mother, I, can, I can't even imagine what would bring up me to that kind of a decision. But knowing that you need to do what's right for the family situation, I'm sure there were many things that led you to that place. So what was what were the things that came up that led you to that moment? Yeah, I would say, as I've mentioned, uh, you know, going through a, a divorce um, that was acrimonious at best and uh, relocating and trying to build a new life. Um, I actually went international and then moved again later. But uh, it all changed for me when my youngest went uh, for a visit with her father. And after she left and was with him, she said that she would not be returning under any circumstances to live with me. Um, and that was after uh, a really difficult period of trying to um, be a mom and put down some rules and regulations in a time that was super challenging. Um, so at that moment, after trying to keep her safe the, to the best of my abilities and how um, I thought was the right thing to do to keep her on the right path, I decided that as painful as it was, um, I had to let the relationship go and take her at her word that she didn't want to see me again and didn't want to talk to me again. So that was kind of the defining moment for me. Wow. How old was she in that at that moment? She was 16 years old, so old enough that the court system obviously is going to take her at her word and um, that she was old enough to make a decision for herself. And I can't imagine the excruciating pain of having to let your your child make that kind of a decision for her life, but also just want to honor as as a mother that you you saw that you had to give her the choice. That's actually remarkable. Um, and what was it like with the the your your spouse at the time or the or your husband as you were moving through the divorce? Was there any ability for him to support the decision one way or the other? Yeah, this um this time period came after about two years of being divorced and uh, there hadn't been a lot of support. In fact, he had been uh, absent for the first 18 months after the divorce. And so um, coming back into the lives of both of, uh, of my daughters uh, was was difficult at best. And then, um, as we know, sometimes kids can, when parents are not aligned, they have this innate ability to um, drive a further wedge and or um, 
kind of manipulate the situation to get what they feel like they want. And so uh, there was no support. This was something that um, in her heart of hearts, she really wanted to go be with her dad. Uh, and I think my uh, in my attempt to, again, control mm-hmm. and keep her on the right path, it really pushed her, it repelled her from anything uh, that uh, any closeness or any relationship that we had, the control and the tightness of trying to keep her out of trouble um, really came between us. And, and so it was just a different lifestyle and that's what she wanted. And after, you know, months of trying to make it work, um, have to take a step back because it wasn't easy. And for parents who struggle with, with kids who can um, not be, kind to their parents really when they're not happy and so taking that step back and saying all right you know what I am gonna take you at your word and I'm gonna respect what you said and I'm gonna hope in my heart of hearts as a mom that that's really what you need right now and you know the boundary that you had to put up to also protect your own feelings you know even when we're parents if an abuse is coming from even a younger person we have to stand up for ourselves and um, and show people how to treat us. So I want to just recognize that that was a, that was a really courageous move. And how did this impact? You have two daughters, right? So she, um, your younger daughter obviously had an older sister and what was that dynamic like? And how did those two come into being in a certain perspective between you and their dad? Yeah, that's um, almost a whole opposite side of the coin story. Um, the relationship I had with that daughter, uh, she was older. And so um, when we relocated out of the country, she came back early um, as a 18 year old. She got to make that choice. And then when I moved to a different state with my younger daughter, she moved as well. And uh, during that time, and we were already estranged, we had been estranged, but we thought we could try to make it work um, moving. And in that case, the dynamics in the home were, um, I would consider highly toxic where it was, you know, the two daughters against the mom. And so it was not a, a, not a great, happy environment. And so the flip side of the coin with my younger daughter was the older daughter. I actually ended up, um, giving her an ultimatum at one point and told her she had to change her attitude or change her address. And she ended up changing her address after I essentially evicted her from my house when she was 20 years old. Very tough, very, very tough calls as a mom. But I also, again, want to encourage you just what an example you set for showing a younger woman and young women, how they want to be treated. And I can only imagine that in the ripple effect of your community or in the ripple effect of your own inner circle with your family situation, that there were other people who had impressions of your decision. And how did you handle that? And what was that experience like? Yeah. um, That experience also, um, was not an easy one. It wasn't an easy decision. It wasn't an easy message to give. And it was, um, looking back now, 
it was given out of love instead of out of anger. And it was given out of more of desperation. Like I just want happiness and I want everybody to be happy. And I don't understand how we can't all just be together and be happy. And uh, just again, for me, after living as long as I did in a marriage and then wanting to really leave that behind and then kind of carrying it forward, it just, it definitely for me was difficult. I think for family, for friends, um, people didn't understand. Uh, I was kind of labeled a monster. They thought that I was this horrible person who had, you know, how could you possibly kick your kid out of your house? They weren't doing, you know, horrible, terrible things. They just weren't being kind. And so, uh, yeah, it was definitely, I, I, what I would say is my reputation in that realm changed and people thought of me differently, but for myself and coming to terms with what I deserved and what uh, my value was that I was no longer going to be the doormat and I was going to stand up for myself. Um, it was imperative that I, I, I got the courage and just did it. Amazing. Really hard, hard lessons. And I know that we are, you know, when, when push comes to shove, what shows up for each person is a definition of their character. So as incredibly hard as that was, it, it, it was a moment where there could be a turning point. So let's go to break. And when we come back, we are going to learn how Kathy knew it was time to re-engage in the lives of her children, reclaim a powerful new connection and closeness that she shares with both of her daughters today. We'll be right back. crave freedom with joy in your life? Have you ever wished for a life of ease in your mind, body, and soul? Giving and receiving love, Joy Air is a certified emotion code and body code practitioner, and she's accepting new clients now. Call her at 360-582-6595 to find out more about her work and to schedule your appointment. Experience freedom with joy. Call her at 360-582-6595. 2-6595 now. She is amazing. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. Join Mystic Radio for Past Lives, People, and Pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And we're back from break. 
And Kathy, thank you, first of all, so much for sharing the, the depths of that story. And I know that's hard to even go back into, right? As a human, as we remember or we reframe what's happened to us, can really feel the the hardship, the hardness, the difficulty that that was. So share with us, if you can, um, what was the catalyst for you as you had some time and space between you and your daughters to reach back out to them and begin a new journey towards reconciliation? Yeah, um, I think there were there was one big catalyst, but, uh, in the interim, because it was many years and I, uh, I did retreat basically from, from public life. I took a personal sabbatical. I, uh, went and lived, um, in a remote location. I lived close to water, which is very nurturing for me. I, uh, reconnected with nature. I did a lot of hiking. I planted a garden. Um, I really kind of withdrew, uh, you know, within myself to just kind of be in, in nature. Um, so I did do a lot of reflection during that time. And I did do a lot of, uh, personal healing on myself. I spent a lot of time, uh, forgiving myself. I spent a lot of time crying for sure. I had you know, my, mm-hmm. um, my music soundtrack that I would listen to and I would, uh, sort of process a lot. I had a lived close to a little, um, a hill that was about a mountain hike and you could hike to the top of the hill and you could see this vast, uh, expanse of Pacific ocean. And, um, that was very healing for me just from a mental perspective, um, point of view. But one thing I do want to say, two things I want to say is one, uh, even in that disconnection point, and even in the moment of not being in connection with my kids, I every day focused on what is my 10 year future self going to look back and regret. And so even though I wasn't in contact with my kids, I would send text messages and let them know that I still loved them. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't going to get an answer back and it didn't matter because I knew that if I didn't do that, I would look back and regret it. So that's one of the things that I did. Wow. Oh, that's just so powerful. You know, the, the thread of motherhood, the thread between the child and the mother, you know, it really is never, it can never be severed. Can it? And especially when we have that, that depth of feeling for our children. Um, so I'm just, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such an inspiration to hear your story that you never gave up, but, but yet you still took the time to take, to take it for yourself, to figure out how to get out of the chaos and that storyline that wasn't going in the right direction and really rebirth yourself um, and reparent yourself to figure out how to take it all forward. Um, and I, I can only imagine that this experience was catalytic for your entire life. And, you know, what did this do? I know you've, you have had a strong professional career um, as a, an executive businesswoman. And how did this experience um, bring do, new context to the rest of your life's mission? Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I will answer that by saying the second part of how sort of the catalyst that brought us back together 
um, my kids would still communicate with my mother and my mother would communicate with my kids. And so I kind of had tabs on how they were doing, even if they weren't communicating with me. And I think at some level they knew that. But um, my uh, youngest daughter had a very uh, tragic incident happen and she was in the hospital for four days um, in the ICU and she almost passed. And during that time, um, no one contacted me to let me know that I might need to come say goodbye. And that was probably one of, again, one of the biggest things to get over. Um, my mom didn't know. I didn't know. The sisters knew and, and um, the friends knew and everybody knew, but I had didn't know. And so um, at that moment, um, I had an opportunity to really reflect and say, yeah, I, this is important. I mean, I would love to, you know, be back in, in connection. And my youngest daughter did reach out after that to, to share with me her experience. And um, so that was really the catalyst. And we started communicating and I would come to where she was because I lived in a different state, but I would come every so often and we would do little things here and there. Uh, and we worked for several years to um, rebuild a relationship uh, and that then brought into the fold um, the older daughter as well as we worked through some of the the harm and the hurt and the misunderstandings over over the years. And um, I would say through all of this, I do work with um, I do work with executives, I work with people, and my experiences through this process, I think, help me be uh, compassionate. It helps me connect with people. There are not a lot of experiences I haven't actually been through in this lifetime. Um, so I carry a lot of empathy and compassion for people who are dealing with some really heavy things. And I think, um, you know, we all, we have these lessons, but part of, part of my coming through all of this and doing it the way that I did in my own style was to be that light for other people who maybe are in a dark place and need that hope or experience, or even just a little, you know, encouragement one way or the other about how there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can come back together and, um, it, it just, I think it, it, it really helps me identify with people and have a lot of empathy. Mm. Wow. I, I'm just imagining how brave your daughter was as well. That moment, that pinnacle moment of, of potentially even losing her own life to find her connection back to her source, which is her mother. And the amount of witnessing I'm imagining that you were able to do, not just with her, but with both of your daughters. And then the, you know, it takes a village, doesn't it? And to know that your mother was, was a through line there, you know, the mothers of the mothers of the mothers, we are, we are really witnessing in this, in this time that we live in this collective trauma healing. And it does go back into these generations that, you know, it, it starts with our ancestors and we we pick up where they left off. And so I just want to congratulate you for healing your family line in a sense and, and being available to other people, who, especially in this time that are going through something similar. We really need to share stories together so we can understand the witnessing impact of how collective the collective is being healed. Um, and that really starts obviously with love and you know, there is loss, but love is always going to be the grand equalizer, the grand healer for all of us. So 
I know we're running out of time, Kathy, but I would love to share with the viewers, the listeners, how they can get a hold of you and learn more about your work as an executive coach and a catalyst for for really positive change. How can they how can they find you? Yeah, uh, my company is Four C Discernment. You can find it online. F O U R discernment.com. You can set up uh, a meeting with me for 30 minutes. You can hear more about me. Uh, and I do work with uh, groups. I work with people. I also am uh, recently a uh, positive intelligence coach, which has really been also fascinating. So um, if I can be of assistance or you want to learn more about some of the things that I uh, learned, I just want to, the message I want to give today is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. When you do come back together in an intentional way with your relationships, even if it is with your adult children, it is one of the most magnificent things on the planet. It's oh, truly amazing. I love, I love hearing all of that. I mean, the, the, the trials of being a parent for all of us, anybody who's had that wonderful experience of, of bringing a, a life into to being and then nurturing that process. You know, there's, there's always the unknown of that experience, but what I, I, I appreciate the most about your story, Kathy, is your ability to witness your own needs and make a decision to be an advocate for yourself first, right? That put the oxygen mask on you and then that experience really turned it around for the family in the long run by you being this strong, courageous, feminine leader for your family. And I can only imagine the, the strength that your daughters carry because of that. And I hope the viewers also receive something from this um, beautiful transmission today. So, well, I think that's all the time we have, but I've enjoyed so much being a guest host for Robin Alexis, uh, who will be back um, very soon. And I want to thank everybody. And Kathy, thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. And thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. We love you. We love you. The previous program, Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis, was produced by Eric Ryder and was brought to you by Freedom with Joy. I do invite you to subscribe to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.